We wanted to talk this morning around our, our vision and values and mission for 2024. And this morning we did want to start at the start of the year to take some time just to share with you vision, mission, values and distinctives of us as River Marlowe. And we've been working on this over the last year as a team, with a wider team, with some of you here in the room, and helped by Al Bullen and his colleague Lindsay. But when we're sharing about vision, mission, values in this current context of loss, it can feel a bit hard, almost irrelevant. And yet, what we want to talk about now, Paul and I, is, is who we are as a church community And you know what? Who we are in Christ in times of deep loss is just so important to know, isn't it? And to hold on to. It's really important. And pain and loss and distress, personal and sort of global across the world and in creation itself, runs deep and has always run deep. But we need our faith, love and grace and hope from and in Christ to run deeper. We need it to run deeper, else we we won't survive. So knowing who we are, what we're called to do, and knowing our values and owning our vision helps this. In order to survive and thrive, God calls us to change and grow throughout our lives. There's no escaping it. Whatever age we are, there's change and growth that happens, and often it happens in the difficult times. And I've had two words that have come to me from different sources this week. Um, And one is about choosing gratitude and hope. And one is around radical resilience. I'm not going to preach on either of those. But um, this year, I'm choosing to look back with gratitude and to look forward with hope. That's what I'm choosing to do, even if I don't particularly always feel like it. And also, I'm choosing to ground who I am in Jesus and to grow and to practice this idea of radical resilience, which is the the theme and the topic for the Richard Raw daily meditations for the whole of this year. So if any of you follow that or are interested in that theme, I recommend you have a look. It's really good. And River Churches, as you know, unite around the call to look, love and live. You see it every week. It's about looking on the face of Christ, living like heaven is near, And loving everyone we meet. And River Marlowe, we do look to be faithful to this call and we work it out. But we work it out with our own specific mission and vision and values. So our vision then is to be people on a journey with the God shown perfectly in Jesus. Who loves us deeply to live with open hearts and minds, and to bring hope to everyone we meet. And our mission is to be the heart and hands and feet of Jesus in our communities. And that's about welcoming all and developing spiritual practices to help people connect with God. Because that's why we're here, isn't it? We're here to connect with God. And our values... Well, they flow from who we are and they reflect how we want to go about living out our, value, our mission and our vision. And our values, and I've spoken about these before, so some of you will be familiar. We are charismatic, we're non-religious, we're missional, inclusive and generous. 
that's what we've felt as we've prayed and thought together really defines River Marlow. Charismatic, as we've just been hearing, particularly sharing stories around John Sanderman and, and his just amazing, encouraging, spirit-filled life and how he was so full of the spirit. We were a charismatic, Holy Spirit-led church and John was a great example of that. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're committed to the supernatural and that our spiritual gifts and those are things like prophecy and healing and words of knowledge, leadership, administration, etc. That these gifts are for our community and the wider world. They're not just for us here in this room. They are for everyone we come across. And and one way as a church in which we pursue that is our ongoing emphasis on the development of spiritual practices that draw us ever closer to God. And these are things like prayer, fasting, silence and solitude, Sabbath, study, worship, service. And we are excited that next week we are starting our next Practicing the Way series, which is going to be on Sabbath. And I think that for me, and Paul personally, is very timely but a time to think about Sabbath rest and what that means, what that looks like in our very busy, complicated lives. So we're charismatic. We pray for each other. We step out. We listen to the Holy Spirit. And we do that over and over. We're non-religious. We're a relational church. And we believe that that reflects the nature of our triune God which is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in an eternal relationship, in an eternal dance. And we are drawn into that in Christ, and we are relational. That's who we're created to be. And one way we pursue that, oh, wrong bit, I just said that. And we live community out together on many levels, not just Sundays. There are deep friendships, there are midweek groups, there are round meal tables, kintsugi groups, walking together, praying together, doing life together. Inspired, if you like, by the example of the early church in Acts. And our next teaching series is going to be looking at the book of Acts. However, I would like to challenge us around this being non-religious and relational to get better at it. Because there are newer folk here um, who don't know us as well. So I would really challenge us to broaden our relationships and our friendships, to be inclusive here in this room and outside of this room. If you don't know somebody, invite them for lunch. Invite them for coffee. Have a chat to them. Find out who they are. We try not to take ourselves too seriously. We believe in having fun. And we believe that each of us have gifts to offer. And that's why as leaders we don't always lead on a Sunday. And it's a reason why we're not formally ordained. Because we believe in every person in the church being in ministry. And we try uh, in a non-religious way to use language that makes sense to our wider communities. And we do try hard not to use Christian jargon, but please call us up on it if we are doing. <laughs> if there's a word that you think, oh, I've said that word 20 times. So, And we're missional. We're locally and globally committed to mission in loving everyone we meet with the message and the good news of Jesus in different ways. And that's what the Bible calls the gospel. And being missional winds through everything we do or else we become a Christian club. Being missional is about all of us and it's not just about our missionaries, Kate and Sue, out in the Far East. It's about all of us. But that can be hard and we're really committed to trying to find new ways of reaching out, new ways of being Christ in the community. Uh, Discovering new languages and ways of speaking about our faith that is understood, which links to being non-religious. 
And being missional, I think, helps us lift our eyes from the immediate and local to the issues and needs that we see nationally and internationally. God's heart for social justice is sown throughout the Bible, and as God's children, we are called to work that out. And that's not just going to be about here in Marlow, that is going to be a global, a global call. And we're inclusive. We have experienced God's loving, gracious, inclusive nature. And I think for me, inclusivity, it starts by recognizing and acknowledging that we are deeply and unconditionally loved by God. And when we've got that and understood that, from that place of being completely accepted, warts and all, then we love others unconditionally. And that actually is quite hard. It's easy to say, but it is quite hard to do. But we're called to do it. And everyone is included here, and you will find a space where you can work out what it means to be a Christian in this complex world. River leaders are passionate about inclusion. And River Marlow has always been about a space for everyone to come. And it's important that everyone can physically access our space. Um, If they can't, then Zoom is available, for which we're so grateful. And it's important to say that there are no glass ceilings here. There are no barriers to sitting around the table with Jesus, because God loves us all equally. And our final value um, is generous. We believe, in the words of Lina Reed, who I think may be with us on Zoom, we believe that you can't outgive God. And in Acts, when the Holy Spirit comes, we see that generosity is also linked to repentance. And here at River Marlow, we seek to use our resources, financial and otherwise, to serve our community and our world wherever there is need, always looking for opportunities to be generous. God has gifted us in this church with resource. A lot of it is financial, but God's gifted us with with that. And it's it's for us to think, what do we do with that? Lord, what would you have us do with that? And we're really excited that Lina Reed has um, agreed to be our generosity lead, which means that she will be thinking and praying and leading with us on all things generous. So if you've got ideas and thoughts, then please speak to Lina. And we see this generosity outwork, don't we, through things like our hardship fund, our redistribution fund, the one-off offerings that we're always able to give so generously to people like Asha or our friends in Nepal, the Anadit charity. We usually always try and give at Christmas to local places like Marlow Refugee Action or Meals from Marlow. We make regular donations and support to our food bank, One Can Trust, and the work that John and John Richards and his team do down at Wycombe with the, with the homeless and disadvantaged people who go to that lunch. And we personally support each other, don't we, when times are tough and things are difficult. We reach out and we support each other. And I love that. We are so generous, said somebody. I love that about this church. So... We're charismatic, non-religious, missional, inclusive, and generous. And I believe our values help us set our vision for the year. And Paul is going to just come and speak to us about our distinctives. What we are very conscious of is the need to explain who we are. You know, we're, a, you know, we're, we're not the normal bunch, are we, meeting at the sort of church that's got a building in the town. And uh, I think it's important that we 
find ways of describing what type of church community we are, which is why I've also decided to um, put some language around distinctives. I've just come back from uh, a study in, in Nottingham, which was great, uh, but I only got back at 9 o'clock last night, which meant uh, I missed Anthea's birthday. Um, yeah, I know. Um, I did remember to leave a card and present, so, so we're all good. There's grace. Yeah. Anyway, literally, uh, we were five minutes into the very first morning uh, time of worship um, when I was at, at Nottingham. And I was trying to keep my head down and sort of ease my way back into study mode after the Christmas and New Year break. Um, uh, when the leader, of the leader of the church that Jacob used to go to in Newcastle, who was uh, sitting next to me, decided to have a word of encouragement for me. Now, honestly, it was a bit early in, for me for that sort of thing, really. I don't like, this is like, this is like half past nine on a Wednesday morning just after Christmas. Um, but they, you know, that's the Holy Spirit for you, isn't it? And the word was about, uh, about me using what the Holy Spirit had built up deep within me when I was about Jacob's age. Um, not to try to go back to how things were, but rather to use that experience, knowledge and wisdom to go forward in the new things that the Spirit has. And then five minutes later, uh, we had a short opening talk where we were challenged to think about, um, at the start of the new year, whether we look back to the old or do we look forward to the new. And the main point of that was also uh, an encouragement for us to, to recognize what God has built in us so that we can go forward with confidence, guided and empowered by the Holy Spirit, to what the Spirit has next for us. And I thought to myself, there's a theme emerging here, isn't there? You find that sometimes the Holy Spirit just speaks to us very clearly. But it immediately took me back uh, a couple of months to uh, Anthea and I were out uh, celebrating our wedding anniversary at a concert. A band called the Waterboys. You don't need to know about them or their music. Um, but they have a song called This Is The Sea. And uh, when they played it that night, God spoke to Anthea. And particularly with these words. It says, once you were tethered and now you are free. Once you were tethered, well, now you are free. That was the river. This is the sea. And it was those words, that was the river. This is the sea. That God spoke to Anthea through. You know, we are river. Yeah, we are river. But just as the majority of rivers flow into the sea, I perceive the Holy Spirit wants to release us to connect us to the wider and wilder mission God has for us. Connect us, river, to the sea. And uh, we quote, don't we, Ezekiel 47, verse 9, um, as part of our identity, describing our calling. And it says this, Wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. 
and there will be very many fish once these waters reach there. It will become fresh and everything will live where the river goes. And the river that Ezekiel was prophesying about there flowed to the Dead Sea. And it flowed to the Dead Sea to bring it back to life. That river flowed to the sea. And so are we. We're called to connect to the sea. And... uh, so these distinctives that we just uh, come up with are very much connected to help us um, be missional, to put mission at the centre of what we do. And, you know, if the, river, if the river and the sea represent the ebb and flow of our lives, which seas are our rivers flowing into? You know, what potential does God want to release in us that will make a difference in our wider communities. Where are we flowing in 2024? How will we be missional? And so we came up with these things. So uh, four, just four distinctives, just to put a little bit more language around what sort of church we are, so that when you're speaking to people, you can say, well, this is the type of church family that River is. So the first one... River Marlow, our unity is in Christ, not in our doctrine. Okay, so as Anthea says, we're a charismatic and relational church and we choose to unite around our shared love for Christ and our common desire to be in the presence and to be led by the Holy Spirit. And we learned about this, didn't we, in our teaching series last year uh, from Ephesians, just how highly valued unity was within the early Christian community. Uh, in fact, actually, the, the early church fathers uh, were just so clear about the importance and the primacy of unity that they prioritised it over even their most intense theological differences. Unity was paramount, uh, and I think we can learn an awful lot from them today as a church. And it was out of that sense of unity uh, that they developed uh, the ancient creeds that we call the Apostles and Nicene Creeds. You can look them up or if you're not sure, ask me and I can send you copies. But it was out of a sense of unity. Uh, and so we, uh, we value and we respect those creeds. Uh, but apart from that, we don't seek to have other fixed doctrine. Uh, we recognize rather that there's always been and will always be a range of doctrinal positions that churches and individual Christians take. And so that we don't, we're not looking to exclude anyone who wants to develop a relationship with Christ on the basis of their doctrine. Okay, that's not the type of church we are. Um, and actually we accept and welcome theological diversity because it's an important part of finding faith and actually developing a healthy faith. And the next distinctive, we take the Bible seriously. I hope um, that you've been uh, realising that over the last couple of years with the teaching series that we've been putting together and sort of thanks to the team that helped me do that. Um, Andy Reid particularly and Nigel and Nigel here in the room. 
As 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Um, you know, and because of this, we really want to help people interpret scripture in ways that lead to Christ-likeness, to healthy community, and to flourishing for absolutely everybody. That, that's the point of what it means to be God-inspired. You know, we believe that when scripture is interpreted well, then it produces good fruit in us and others. But we also believe that we need the Holy Spirit to help us interpret scripture well in a Christ-like way. Spirit and word have to work together. Next, uh, at River Milo, everyone is welcome at our table, and Anthony's always meant, already mentioned this. Uh, but we do take seriously uh, you know, John's gospel when it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. You know, for this reason, um, we want to give everyone the opportunity to meet Jesus and to encounter Jesus through his Holy Spirit and have the opportunity to be transformed. That's how that scripture is fulfilled. We have to give people the opportunity. And Jesus commanded us to go and make disciples of all people. Therefore... We also want to take that seriously. We don't want to put unnecessary or unintentional hurdles in the way of people who desire to meet with God, but perhaps who are just exploring and they're bringing their doubts and their questions with them. As I say, we need to give them the opportunity to meet with Jesus through the Holy Spirit and to be transformed. And we recognize in that that all of us fall short of God's best, and therefore we recognize the need to walk in humility and always, all of us, seeking God's forgiveness. Humility and forgiveness for all of us, I think, are key in the type of community that we are. And that we also recognize that we need to support one another. We need to trust the Holy Spirit, but support one another as the Holy Spirit works in our lives to transform us. And then finally... Uh, we promote practices to help people grow in Christian spirituality. I do, I do really believe that people today do have a deep yearning for spirituality that sadly they often do not find that church is a place to grow, develop and explore that. You know, we believe that an authentic Christian faith is ultimately not about institutions or belief systems but rather is about putting into daily practice the way of Jesus Christ. We are actually following a person, trying to be more like that person. That's what Christianity is. As Ruth Haley Barton says, we are made for more, more of God than we have right now, more peace, more joy, more love, deeper levels of wisdom and discernment, true transformation and life and change. Whether we can fully articulate it or not, on some level, we know that we're made for more and we are wired to keep seeking it. I believe that's absolutely true. I believe because we're made in God's image, we all have a spirituality and it's a deep yearning for all humans. And we want to help people grow and develop their Christian spirituality, which is defined by the understanding that we experience God as Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And in particular, it's the Holy Spirit 
that is working in us to help him transform us. And so we're spiritual people that Christ lives within. And Christ's spirit influences all that we do. And so we will continue to emphasize and support and encourage and develop spiritual rhythms and practices that help us experience God more fully and bring us into greater wholeness and holiness. And not just for ourselves, but for the flourishing of all of our communities. That's what it's about. So there are distinctives. And I say, trying to just put a little bit more language and give you a little bit more language about explaining who we are as a church community. Anthea. Thank you. So then, this year in 2024, we would love to see each one of us deeply transformed by our encounters and our ongoing experience of the Holy Spirit. That's our primary longing for all of us. And I see us growing and flourishing. I see us building on where we already are and going deeper with and in and through Christ. That's what I want for us. How, you might say, that all sounds a bit like up there, but how? Well, I guess that's up to all of us, isn't it? It's up to you, it's up to us. That might be through fasting and praying and Sabbathing, being intentional in your midweek groups, seeking together, eating together, doing life together, pondering difficult questions together, not avoiding, but pondering, not trying to give easy answers, but just questioning And we will continue to be committed to delivering excellent teaching. And thank you, Paul and Andy and Nigel and Nigel, for pulling all that together for us. And and we will continue to make use of practicing the way resources. And, you know, we long to see River Marlow grow. Really grow. Not just replacing people who leave, for whatever reasons, when more people come in. But growth in radical different ways. Not just Sunday attendance either, but that's important. But... You know, we're a church, aren't we, wherever we are. Um, our, our group down at Patches Field, I feel, is a, an extension of River Marlow. Uh, and uh, River Life is an extension of River Marlow. So, so, you know, church isn't just about the Sunday. But how do we do that? I don't really know, but uh, I just do what I do. But I do believe that part of growth will be building on where we already are. So that will be things like the River Life community, the Patchesfield community. It will be things like partnering with Wycombe, with One Can Trust. But there'll be more. There's more. And I'd love to see us run, you know, maybe at least one Alpha course a year. But we do need a team and we need somebody to head that up. Could it be you? And be creative. We had great fun running the Alpha down at the Patchesfield um, uh, lunch group. It was a bit challenging, running it with um, octogenarians who can't hear very well. But uh, anyway, they loved um, Sandy Miller, didn't they? <laughs> but uh, yeah, we um, be creative. Your small group, your midweek group, perhaps you could run an alpha and invite some friends in. You know, it doesn't have to be traditionally how it's always been done. I know Maidenhead River are running an alpha course on a Sunday and they're doing lunch and they're running a creche. So, you know, there are things we can do. But we need, we need you to do it. Um, I'd love to see Kintsugi Hope Groups, our mental health wellbeing course, running as a community resource. There might be a chance to partner with Wickham Youth for Christ and run one here in Great Marlow School. Um, Pray that the school want it, please. And again, we could do with one or two more people to train and get involved in leading that initiative. Is God calling you to that ministry? 
And I am super excited that from the 29th of January this month, Amy Stock will be our new administrator. Yay. She's not here this morning because it's Flo's, well, it was Flo's birthday yesterday and they're celebrating her birthday today. She'll be working with us and she'll be sitting with us on the leadership team and she'll be building on the excellent work that Hiker West has been providing for us and releasing me in particular to focus on other things. And this month we're going to be re-advertising in faith our intergenerational leader post. Yes, I know we might need to look at the name for that and have a different name as some of you have suggested. But we are hoping and praying for a new younger leader or person or couple to feel called to join us and be part of the future. Oh, Jonah just did a wonderful fall over there and covered himself in all sorts of stickers. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, are, we really long to see new leadership emerge in River Marlow. We're about every member in ministry, and Paul and I can't do it on our own. So as we come together as groups, as collectives, as individuals... Let's just seek the highest good of each of us by using our gifts creatively. Let's think creatively how we maximize the flourishing of all of us, not just a few of us. And let's build on who we already are and let's grow together in 2024. Are we up for that? Good. Um, I want to do something uh, very, very, very briefly, but uh, I think it's important. It's been on my heart since I woke up this morning, and it, uh, it, it uh, follows on very much from what Paul was sharing. Um, Ezekiel 47, which has not just been a river verse about the river, but uh, something that's been very important in my own life. And I just want to make two points. One is that river which flows into the sea and brings life flows out of the temple. It, it comes out of the east gate of the temple, the very gate that Jesus went in. And there is something to me about the fact that where Jesus comes in, the life comes out. And uh, I think that's important. The other thing... Very simply, if you can stand, I'd like you to. Uh, and I'd like you to move back as far as you can in your home place so you've got room to move forward slightly. Um, I appreciate that there isn't a lot of room and plenty of room for Emma to come as well. That's right. <laughs> um, the story of Ezekiel 47 is about a vision and a vision of a man helping Ezekiel to see what's going on. And Ezekiel is led deeper into the river, deeper into the water that's flowing out of the temple. And I just feel that all of us need... It's, it's not a question now of joining River Church or a special thing for River, so if you're a visitor, you're on Zoom, whatever, um, this, is, this is a personal thing. But I want you to close your eyes, put your hands out, and just think, Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you will take hold of each one of us and just lead us forward, lead us deeper into the water, lead us deeper into the river that flows from the temple. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just step forward, move forward. Whoa, thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. I pray that will just be one small step for mankind, but a giant step in the Spirit, in Jesus' name.